Hi everybody, welcome to Habits and Hustle. On today's episode, we have former architect and current ice cream maven, Natasha Case. Natasha is the founder and owner of Cool House Ice Cream. It's the creamiest, most unique ice cream on the market. And that's not just my opinion. We talk starting a bare bones business, being scrappy, and the importance of having the perfect business partner to balance out each other's strengths and weaknesses. If you have a business idea or looking to change careers, but don't know where to start, definitely tune into this episode. And if not, still tune in for an inspiring story and the behind the scenes insider info on making ice cream and creating delicious flavors. everybody. Uh, welcome to Habits and Hustle. Today we have uh, a good friend of mine, a new good friend of mine named Natasha Case, who is the founder of Cool House Ice Cream, which um, if you don't know what it is, you should know because it is a very fast growing, very amazing, delicious tasting ice cream. And it's like basically dominating uh, the ice cream category. So thank you so much for coming on today. Of course, it's my pleasure. Um, we're doing something a little different on this podcast now. I don't know if you uh, people are completely aware, but instead of you just telling us uh, great information and then kind of leaving it up to the listener to do with whatever they will with it, we are going to create a journal or somewhat of a PDF of all the great information that you tell us, and then they could practically apply it to their lives. So it's a value added, so to speak, to our listener or viewer. So I love it, that's so cool, applicable knowledge. Applicable knowledge, yeah. So with that being, you know, with that in mind, we're gonna, we're going to start. So, hello. <laughs> I'm trying to make a nice segue into this. Why don't we start with um, how you kind of got into the ice cream business. I know you used to be an architect. So yes. what was, how did you transition into the food world? So it's, it's an interesting story and kind of, yeah, an unusual journey. Um, I had been in design and architecture for a while. Um, I think I always got into that knowing um, it could be like a broad skill set that I could, could apply to potentially a lot of other things, right. but I didn't know what that would be. And um, one of my kind of like issues I started to have with architecture, especially in school, was I just felt like it was like intimidating for people to learn about uh, or understand what we were doing or it felt inaccessible like we were in a bubble and I feel like my personal opinion is that things are cooler because you can access them not because they're inaccessible and so this was like a red flag to me how do we make it more fun how do we open this up to the outside because when we graduate we're all going to need clients right. and we're going to need people to use our buildings that we create and I kind of was like, well, what will this be? How will I do this? And then my whole um, like turning point was kind of an accident, which was I made this of scale model in one of my studios and my professor criticized it saying it looked like a layer cake. And I was like, why is that bad? Layer cakes are delicious. <laughs> so I baked the next iteration of the model as a cake. And that was um, actually my only all nighter in all of architecture school, which is a whole other story. But um, I oh, just wow. had so much fun, you know, making this right. and it was a much better material to work with than like plywood or balsa wood. And when I presented this model made of cake to my colleagues, you could just see the level of engagement was like way off the charts compared right. to anything else that I had done. Um, and I'm sure if you ask them, what do you remember from an architecture studio? You say that like, oh, someone made this like layer of cake model. Um, so to me, that was it. I was like, I can use food to talk about design 
and it can engage people and then I'll never be bored of doing it. Right. Um, and so I, I, I kind of like played around with that intersection of food and design and I found actually a huge scarcity in like, like the research there and it wasn't like not enough people were sort of talking about this. Um, so I created a name for the discipline. I called it Farkitecture, Food Plus Architecture. That's great. Yeah, I saw that. That's a good <laughs> yeah. name. I like it. It's supposed to be silly. Yeah. And um, kind of fast forward to, like, I, I played around with this all through grad school. I didn't really know what it would be or what it would mean. It was more of like a philosophy. And then my first real job was um, I was working at Disney Imagineering. The recession hit. A lot of people were getting laid off. So as part of this architectural umbrella, I started baking cookies, making ice cream from scratch, naming the combinations after architects, and handing them out at work to lighten the mood. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. That was like the origin of Cool House, basically. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So you were actually just making them at home and just for like a fun thing to do, like on the side, just to kind of make people happy. Totally. It was a, it was a passionate hobby, I would say. And I specifically, uh, to your original question, picked ice cream because of all potent foods, all potential, you know, things that you could use right. for this mission, like ice cream, it's so comforting. It's the nostalgia. And also there's um, a lot of opportunity for creativity. Once you understand the foundation of ice cream, there's so many different directions you could take it. So I think I was drawn to it on that level. Right. I also find like, I don't know, in the last maybe five years, six, seven years, I'm not sure exactly the time frame, ice cream has had like a resurgence. Huge. You know, like a huge resurgence. You see all these different ice cream places like pop up now, like the nitrogen ice cream, everything else. Like, is it also a part of it? Like, did you see that opportunity? Yeah. Is it before or is it kind of just was luck or what was the... I think, the, no, it's such a good question. So, um... Once, okay, once I had this product and, but it, like I said, it wasn't like a business right. at first, but then I met Freya, right. who's the other founder and now my wife, and she um, saw the business potential. Right. So she said, let's go to Whole Foods and write down where everything costs. Cause I told her, ah. she's like, what's your cost per unit? I was like, yeah, I, I go to Whole Foods. I spend 80 bucks. She's like, that's not a yeah. business like plan at all. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this woman's like going to be so annoying. But then it actually like, worked so out. Great. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It worked out. Yeah. I just, you know, thank God for, for her. Um, and so when we went to Whole Foods and we walked the freezer aisle, we saw like, there was really no brand that spoke to us as millennials right. and definitely not as women. And there was no innovation. It was just totally like, like static yeah. and it had been like, for a long time. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think we did see like, you know, there's opportunity to, to make some change here and like why why wouldn't it be us? Like, right. Let's be let's be part of that change. Let's right. be the change we want to see. Exactly. <laughs> let's be the change. So like that time, like you're right, there's Ben and Jerry's, there's like Baskin Robbins, the obvious ones. Yep. And like you're right, I didn't really see many. No. But then like so how did you take it so how did you go from like having this idea? And then having Freya, of course, was she, did she take care of like, then like, did, what did she do? What did you do? Yeah. Like you said, cause you're much more the creative. Yeah. Was she more the operation, the finance one? It seems like when you were just saying that story. Yeah. In, in the beginning, I would say, well, and what was good about each other is like, we had really um, different abilities, but like we were aligned on this vision. Like right. we're going to do this, but like you, you have to cover so much ground when yeah. you're starting a business or like I'll do this stuff and you do that stuff. And for me, that was definitely the creative and the design, but also like the sales, marketing, PR. I was like, I, I think I, I saw that there, there's a story here. There's like, I think that we can represent something in this like, you know, zeitgeist of like, yeah. you know, the recession and people changing their careers and, and being millennials doing like the kind right. of thing that we want to do. And she was more operations and finance. I will say over time, I think with any good partner or co-founder, you start to learn a lot more from each other mm -hmm. because 
now I would say like I feel like pretty um, I, I'm drawn to the creative but I feel like you have to understand all aspects of your business right you know, do to, to be sure. able to really run it um, but I think honestly just like having also another person to do it with yeah. I think if I hadn't met her and I just somehow even came to doing this fully on my own as a business it just it's it's hard it's lonely it's yeah. a ton of work you do, you have each other as like kind of an a support rock, system. A support system, yeah, yeah, and that is really I think what made it ultimately possible. No, I find that too. I think when you have like not just people who also that not only you can bounce things yeah. off of, but support you and like go through the trials and tribulations with it, like yeah. helps you kind of like persevere and go through it. So like, totally. I mean, that's how I feel with make also with my businesses. Like when you're doing it alone, you can. I feel like it just it's missing something right yeah. like for me for it's a personality maybe thing but totally so then you saw there was like a gap in the market for sure and then like because what you've been so good at is branding it like it's your branding and the way it's very creative it's very I feel like it's like next level current like <laughs> how do you like how did that go like it what was the process with that and how can other people who are not necessarily in the ice cream world that they could be you know, in the clothing space, the barbershop space, or any other space, like implement these yeah. things, you know? Well, I think in a way what you said um, is the advantage. Like I wasn't coming from like consumer products right. or anything like that. So we just sort of stayed true to like what we like, like let's not do this to be like everyone else. Let's um, take the approach that maybe I have from architecture and Freya came from real estate development. Let's be like really authentic in who we are. And that's our point of view. Right. And I think, um, people ask a lot, like in the beginning, did you feel like as women, you know, that it, things were harder for, for, I think for us, we experienced more kind of pushback just from mm -hmm. our ages. Like they were like, Oh, you're young. You don't know what you're doing, but that's what made it good because we took risks that we didn't realize right. we were taking. Naivety was working yeah. on, your, your, on, your, on your side, basically. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So you go for more stuff Just that do way. it. Yeah. Exactly. And, exactly. And we were the generation that we're trying to speak to. Like right. there's an authenticity there. So I think just doing like what we, be, being, being okay with like not playing by the rules, um, knowing the rules that you're breaking. Um, and I think for me also, like as the still CEO of Cool House, like, my background is design, so I am super, super involved in that side of the business. I have done all the packaging design until like the last few months where we've like brought wow. on a graphic person. So it was like, there's just a very hands-on element that maybe separates it too. It's it's a it's a really um, it's authenticity. It's a value. Yeah, it's yeah. also authentic. If you're doing yeah. it yourself, it's yeah. coming from like it's coming from the right place, and you're telling a story really well. Yeah. So that's storytelling. It's storytelling. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, how do you tell people to do that? Like, what's a where are some good tips, so yeah. to speak? Because you yeah. come by it naturally, like you said, because you come from an architecture background and a creative background. But because the story is so important in building a brand yeah. and making it feel authentic to take things to the next level, like what would you tell somebody who's not? I think great well, at that? there's two ways that I think part of the story goes. One is the look and feel that you don't really say anything, but you just get a sense of mm -hmm. it. Like you know, for us, like Cool House is it's very colorful and bright right. and shiny textures, and, and that's us. Like it's really high quality, but like that should be fun, not serious. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of um, the like higher quality ice cream brands, it's interestingly serious yeah. and, and that's okay, but that's not us. And I think you feel that from all the textures and all of those right. places. So like think about all the choices you can make and what that is gonna ladder up to mm -hmm. um, because you have like a second with somebody, like you have such little time mm -hmm that you kind of have to almost think like if they don't read anything, mm -hmm. what are they going to know? Right. And then kind of the deeper levels, like if you've got them and they're looking and they turn it over, they want to read, 
um, the story can like be written out, but it's got to be so snackable. Right. Like no one wants this like long paragraph, and right. then we just like yeah, you like take take little and like this is even something we've more come to kind of I, I would say more recently with Cool mm-hmm. House is really distilling like what are like the four sentences mm-hmm. you know that people we really want them um, that are must haves if they're going to be part of our brand. Um, so I would say you know that's that's like the two biggest pieces and even just taking the time to be like, well, what is our story? And, mm-hmm. and is it, how interesting is it? You know, like, um, a friend of mine was, is uh, a real estate developer and they're saying, uh, with one of their spaces, they want to, um, like, instead of like renting them out to other restaurants, potentially they're like, well, why don't we just develop the restaurants? We own the land. And that's a really interesting model, but like, what's your story going to be that right. you, they kind of like, can't know like that, like right. may, you're going to maybe partner with someone else somehow still because people still want to feel connected beyond right you know more than ever before with yeah. social media and all these everything is about building communities like yeah. I, I feel like you guys totally. done that like really well yeah like, thank you you know you have i mean how did you how do you do it though like are you very do you have like that has to be is there a plan and like what, how do you do it because yeah. i feel like your brand does have a lot of like not just a coolness factor, but a community feel. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. That no, no, I that. no, it's true, but no other real, I, I mean, I can't really think of, like we're talking about all these different, like I felt like when you were starting, like I said, ice cream had like a resurgence with all the different kinds, but really besides yours, I can't yeah. really, Think of or pinpoint any other name of a company or brand. Well, that's okay. Just, you know, which is probably, really. exactly it's just you. You and Ben <laughs> and Jerry. That's all. You know. Um, no, I think that's a really good point. I think it was really helpful for us that we started with trucks and then eventually a couple scoop shops because the trucks are like community machines. Yeah. They, um, they bring to life spaces that were kind of like dead or dying or they show up at like a party and create this whole like magical moment that right. like uh, kids and adults still like love are blown away by. Because everyone likes ice cream, by the way. Kids yeah. like ice cream, adults it's like so ice true. cream. It's like, It's ageless. It's ageless. Yeah. Like nobody, like your market right now, what's your mate, what, who is your market? More, mostly millennials? It's, that, it's, that's like the strongest kind of, um, it's not, and actually we found that young families, it, we had originally thought maybe more it's like the single person pre family yeah um but we actually found like um like two uh kids in a household young young parents is actually like the core core driver really interesting which is great because it gives you like we now in product development we talk all about like occasion of use like what's the occasion when you're having a pint versus a sandwich versus like a bar yeah what is it by the way what is the occasion so a pint is usually more on your own and it's more like alone time quiet time like like everybody like quiet quiet world stuff yeah Yeah, like i'm having yeah like don't bother me yeah A, a sandwich is really much more of a shareable like you know, weekend, daytime, or it can be obviously yeah. at night too, but it's, thinking, yeah. there's a different kind of um, celebration element than with a pint and a bar can kind of may feel a little in between. So it's like, there's these different moments that are, it's true actually. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Like yeah. people are always like, when I, when I take out the ice cream sandwiches, yeah. everyone gets really happy and we <laughs> split them in half and everyone's like, oh, yes. like, it's, it's very joyous. Yes. And I do feel you're right. The pint, it kind of reminds me of like when you're like having an emotional breakdown, you're watching Netflix and you're like, <laughs> exactly. you need to binge on something. Like yeah. there's like a very different feel <laughs> yes. for each kind of yes. area. And you have like basically like have you have a comp, you have like different things for both, I guess. Yeah. What's the other one you said? That's st- st- we, have, we have bars. Bars. And, and working on multi-packs too. So that, you know, the non-cutting. Yeah. Element. But it's cutting the cutting of the sandwich is great but we'll make it easier for people so yeah smaller they'll be like 30 percent smaller okay because yeah. i like the cutting because i feel yeah. like i said it feels I like you're too. sharing yeah. and it's like yeah everyone gets excited yes. and totally i don't know i i love sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i was like no no 
know, moment it's, there. It's it's a it's an important it, it, that that really besides kind of the creative and the event side, I, I run the product development side, so it's always on my mind. I'm always glad to talk about. No, it. No, no, it's like <laughs> great. So okay, what we were, what we were saying though, I know we talked about the kid. I, I kind of interrupted you, but we're saying something about when you were marketing it and branding it. Yeah. And what was I saying to you? That's and, and now I'm thinking before this, you told me I had a, I have a good memory, so I I know to, you do I have you remember like an elephant, and now I was, <laughs> I, told you, I took you on a tangent, and now I gotta like think about it. No, I think we were just talking about how to brand. Oh, the kids, who's the core? Who's, who's the core? Before person? that, no, how do people when they're not someone yeah. who's very creative on their own? Like, how do they kind of get help, or how do they practically do this on their own in any business? Well, I think one thing is creativity sort of gets um, like falsely kind of like uh, like restricted into like oh like uh, someone who's good at visuals or like design mm-hmm. or like oh you have this like artistic element like I actually love entrepreneurship because I feel like it's all about being creative and being creative can mean a million different things right. it can mean like how you how you solve the problem or seeing a different way out or finding like a really special way with digital strategy to connect with a different audience like so right. I would say first is like like it's hard for me to think that there's not some creative element in all of us. It's just like how we how it plays out, you know, because right. it's it's um it's a much more abstract thing than like being a good artist, for example. So first like think about like what is what is your creativity? Like what's your kind of creative creative spirit? Try to get in touch with that and really really lean into that instead right. of being like, I'm not creative, I'm gonna find someone else or that's not gonna be part of my business. And also what's the story behind it, right? Yeah. You were talking about authenticity. I think when yes. people have a, a true story that they can like like share and yes. then they can build upon that, that would be something also, right? Definitely. Because that's how I feel like you were saying earlier, that's how you really kind of built the brand around yeah. the story, you know? Totally. The story was the kind of thing people are drawn to. And the story can also change over time. Like in the beginning, it was very much about coming out of the recession. Right. And that's what people were drawn to. Like, oh, I'm, I may also have to reinvent my career. Right. Here's to like, you know, we were 25 young women who did something different yeah, and right. it took off. And that, so that was like a huge part of what we would put out there. But now it's so much more about like women and women leaders. Like right. that's what people want to hear about. Like what is it? What has that experience been for you? So it, it's so true. I feel yeah. like right. Every, there's always like different like things that take a yeah. take a precedent. Like yeah. right right now it's all about like women leadership and women huge. empowerment. Yes. And now you have that to kind of like play with a little bit, right? Totally. How has that changed your business or grow, grown your business, I should say? I think it's um, made people connect on a different level. Right. They feel really, really invested in the brand and people today really want to vote with their dollar. So like yeah. they see the women founded in lead seal on our packaging. It's like, yeah, I, I especially believe in that. That represents me. Right. And we are the biggest women founded in lead ice cream brand and grocery. So it's like a pretty big deal, yeah. you know, and, and I want there to be more of us, but like we are being the pioneers there. Right. So we really have to stand for that. Um, so it's just about like making that really, I think, powerful connection. And then I also think it can become more things than just like being a woman leader. Like we were just talking, I probably should not say this until the idea is more developed. No, please but say yes. We want all the information yeah. that you yeah. don't tell anybody. I think everything's about execution. Yes. All about anyway. execution. But we were talking about um, the catchphrase yesterday in this meeting about a different direction we might, or an evolved direction we're going to take things um, uh, uh, empowered to indulge. So like taking the empowerment mm-hmm. element, but making that about not just like being a woman leader, but like I'm also empowered in the choices I make for when I do want to eat something delicious. Yeah. Like, you know, it's bigger than right. just being, So I, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So you're using that empowerment yes. as overall, like, yes. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like about, you know, that one identity. Yeah. Thing. Like just be empowered in, in general. Like, 
That's I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I think cool. it's so timely too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is so yeah, timely. Yeah. So is that how you get? <laughs> no, it is. Like, how do you? Is that how you kind of created your buzz? Because you know, you you kind of like were very, I think, good at like not just seeing a gap, and then like you're good at like seeing an opportunity, yeah. and then like yeah. basically like leveraging that yeah you know yeah. opportunity is that how you like or how well or tell me how you got the buzz around you guys like that i think um i think that it was being in in, in the beginning it was a big part was being first to market yeah. because there was really no other like 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 as far as an ice cream truck like we were the pioneering ice cream truck really nationally right. in terms of like reinventing it for our generation how many trucks did you start with just one non-drivable postal van that we towed to coachella really that was our first truck yes we we figured out that if we joined triple a platinum we got one free 200 mile tow and that took us to the desert seriously yeah, yeah. it was the ultimate bootstrapping that's so but i didn't even think about that as i was like oh well this is just it was just creative problem yeah. solving. I was like, this is just how we're going to get there. I yeah. wasn't like trying to make it a thing. I was like, oh, well, this is, we don't have money. We don't have a tow policy. Like this is. So being totally done. scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> so the first time at the Coachella. Yeah. Okay. And yes. then that obviously went well. Yeah. So that, yeah. it really went viral after Coachella. And I think that was because it was, there was nothing like it in terms of ice cream being reinvented you know, millennials being behind it, um, two young women who had like kind of reinvented their careers yeah. and done something different. The social media component, right. the street food component was so also new. a huge one. Also, yes. the street food was also a big phenomenon. It was right just there. Yeah. about to take off. Yeah, we looked up when we were thinking of doing the idea at Coachella. We googled hipster ice cream truck, and like nothing came up. Really, we were like, we got to do this. So that was a big part. I think like there is something to be to be said. Like if we just launched exactly how we did then today, would we have the same outcome? Not necessarily. Right, right, like, right. There are some things about, but you know, at the end of the day, I think that got us started. It takes a lot more. Yeah. You know? and, and I also think like in the beginning when you're just so hungry and you're going for it, you might not know, like we said, no, yeah. you don't know. You might not know what you're doing and why it's so special or magical or doing all these things, but you can feel it. And then you kind of go through like a self-awareness phase where like it's easy to kind of um, I think you, people kind of want to run from that first phase because yeah. they were like, oh, well, we didn't know what we were doing. They want to distance themselves, yeah. maybe. And then it's kind of like the third phase, which is like, actually what we were doing was like so awesome because we just like, you know, didn't give a shit. Yeah, you didn't give a shit. Yeah, you're just going for it. Yeah, right. You can say whatever you want over here. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so it's kind of like full circle. Like, and I think we're now kind of in phase three with Cool House. Not that phase two was like this huge dilution at all, but I think... I can see now looking back, like I maybe started to get a little conservative with like some flavor choices or some things we did, like as far as packaging, you know, being being aware of all the voices that are starting to talk to you. Yeah. And then you kind of say like, wait a second, actually, like we know in our core that we how to do something special, and we just need to lean into that like instinct and 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 put a, and put research and put real thought behind it instead of just being like. We're doing it right, 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 right. Yeah. So who think? So did you think of all these different flavors, like the a milkshake and yeah. the French fries? What was it? Milkshake and French. Like, yes. did you actually thought of all those on your own? Like, a lot yes. of people like hire people to come up with like these concoctions, and, you know? <laughs> right. Like, no, totally. And you just did them all on your own. I um I have I the way that the flavor development works is um like either has been on my own and or now we have um an ornate her official title is R and D queen. Courtney oh. McBroom, she's phenomenal. Okay. And now we partner together. What's her um, name? Courtney McBroom. Okay. Um, she uh, kind of like like uh, ran like Milk Bar and, and did a huge amount of development, um, you know, for them, and has, has done some amazing things on her own as far as different products. Um, but she's you know on the Cool House team, like usually like you know I have an idea of what I want to do as far as 
something really different or um, sometimes it's seeing something that's really popular popular and thinking how do we make that a cool house you know flavor how do we how do we take a we hybrid a lot together yeah. like the yes. milkshake and this like yes uh, but how do you get a flavor like how do you get like a uh, a sample of something yeah. like that you know like, well so that that one was literally on just a friday and you know i was just walking around the grocery store and i had the idea and so i bought like um whoppers and like these little shoestring french fries and then we just like played around with them in ice cream so that was like literally just you just sometimes wow. don't, don't know when ideas are gonna hit you but you have to be really open yeah you have to really like always just be in that space where something good could come your way and, and give yourself downtime to like walk around the grocery store right because it's going to be harder to think of that when you're like catching up on email well yeah. absolutely yeah which is what's the most a popular flavor now well the most popular item of anything is the chocolate chip vanilla sandwich really so <laughs> still the most like the most traditional one is the most the, the top seller so it is like, so you have to do the classic really well yeah but people will discover your brand because of the milkshake and fries or the street cart churro dough right or we have this new one coming out called Ancladis yellow cake batter which is what was like, that I'm sorry Ancladis <laughs> yellow cake Gosh, batter what is that even what is exactly. that exactly well okay I'll tell you the back story okay, it's very niche okay tell me but it was originally called Ant Gladys surprise <laughs> and it was called that because we had this whole story do you have an Aunt Gladys? I, I actually don't, but oh, a lot okay. of people do. I was gonna say because I feel like everybody has an Aunt Gladys, yeah. so I, I feel like that's why yeah. you have that name. Like she's like an aunt. That it's like synonymous with like some like stodgy old woman, like woman in yeah. someone's family. Right, you know? right. Aunt Gladys. And we said like, well, Aunt Gladys, she never brings a date to any of the family. You know, <laughs> she has nine cats. Yeah, okay. she's, she definitely has a lot of cats. And then one year she says she has a surprise, and you think it's that she's gonna come out as being a lesbian. Yeah. But then she just shows up with this cake. That's the surprise. <laughs> So it was like this whole weird LGBT angle flavor. Yeah, very, very niche. I wasn't, so. You took a turn that I wasn't <laughs> expecting. And like, I and she came out as a lesbian. I yeah. was not expecting yeah. that yeah. turn. So, but we like, it's called, we're like Aunt Gladys Surprise. Truly no one's going to know what that is. So it's called Aunt Gladys Yellow Cake Batter. But we're building this whole persona around her on social media that we're about to start with. And I'm see, super this, excited. See, for. this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. This, is the, that, this is the unique, this is what I'm talking about. All the things that you're saying, it's like, like the way you were just saying, like how you're creating that you know, whole thing about empowerment yeah. and Gladys story. Like these are super creative ideas that probably 99% of people don't ever think about. And the yeah. other other people who do think about, they don't execute on it. Like right. the whole 99% is, right. you know, execute, whatever, so like execution, perspiration, perspiration versus, yeah. versus 1%, yeah. blah, blah. Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. And like, but you like think of these like super cool creative things and then you implement like really well. And that's, I think, what sets you apart too. Like, you. like, yeah. like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, is that just what goes on in your brain? Like this Aunt Gladys thing and now she's going to be a lesbian and yeah. maybe she has cats. Maybe yeah. she doesn't. Like how, yeah. do, like, how do you bottle that and like teach that to somebody? Like, that's the thing I'm trying to like work out in my brain. It's like, that to me has to be innate a lot yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Like you just, some people are just naturally better at that. But like, because this is a podcast about giving yeah. people like tangible shit that they can then use on their own, right? You know, how do is are there like ways that people can like get better that you've seen or implement think, like that stuff? Yeah, no, I think um, I think one thing is just like spot, no, not at all, and and you know, I think um, something that I'm proud of at Cool House is I do think it's a place where people um, become like start to feel more creative, and I think that's because they feel free and they feel mm. it's safe place. And that ideas are accepted, you know, that it's not like this place. So where, culture is a big part yes, of it. Yes, yeah. Like yeah. one is, I think, um, 
if it, even if it's not going to come from you, if you at least want to have more creative so, ideas yeah. on your team, you have to create a place where like they don't feel like they're out of line for saying an idea or there isn't time in the day that can be devoted to like crazy brainstorming. Like our marketing meeting every week, like we, it ends up being roaring laughter half the time. Of course. Just saying like, I got the stories, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And, and Gladys and I were talking about on social, like, um, we're going to have like all these, like, what are the bits about and Gladys and one we were talking about, like, well, what would be all, all the things that she does? And I, we we're saying like, one is like drop a pin in like uh, Colombia <laughs> with no explanation and say that text you that that wasn't an accident. Oh, You're like, oh, like, who's this person? But I think that that's it too is like, it should be fun. Like, I think a lot of people think work is better when like, like there's work and there's fun, but like the more work can be fun, actually the harder you will work. Yeah, I agree with you. Know? you. Like, I think like it's like, it's about people are like so like nervous about making yeah. a mistake. They yeah. operate in a fear mode where yeah. they don't even try shit out, you know? Yeah. Like, just have fun. It's trying like, just yeah. like be more loose and like get like kind of, kind of like just give it a try kind yeah, of thing. Totally. Like you don't know unless you just try. Exactly. And then being in an environment that's that gives you, that's conducive to that, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you're in a very stodgy kind of like conservative, yeah. you know, box, it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So like I like to tell people, and this is what I'm, I think I do well, uh, not to, not to toot my own horn, but the one thing I do well is I surround sure, myself. No, no, no. There's only one, there's only one thing <laughs> and they're sitting right there. Is that like I surround myself with people who, um, who are better than me, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're gonna do something well, what a good, you know, maybe a possibility for people is to like, mm -hmm. you know, what you're weak in, get other yeah. people to be strong in. Yeah. So it's a good balance. Yeah. As opposed to you being, learn from each other. Right. So yeah. it's not like everyone's really, like when you're in partnership in business, not everyone should be great at the same thing. Totally. There should be people who are good at this if you're bad at that. Yeah. And, and that, that way you balance each other out, right? So, so true. if you're not someone who's like very creative, but you really have big lofty goals to, yeah. to produce something, find a partner or surround yourself with somebody who is super creative yeah. and then you can do what you're really good at. Because yeah. I do think everybody has qualities that like make them like a superstar, but they have to find it within themselves. And right. Not everybody knows the value you're bringing. Right, right. Yeah. And know the value. Like I'd be like, you have to have some kind of self-awareness to know the, 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 the value that you're bringing, right? And yeah. like, be like, have like a, like a come to Jesus moment, like, okay, I'm not so great at this, but yeah. you know what I could do? I could do that. Yeah, so definitely. I'm, so I'm gonna go with Aunt Gladys, who could be really yeah. great at this. She's and good at a lot it, of things. She's good at a lot of yeah. things. Now she's a lesbian. I mean, there's a lot of other <laughs> well, things. We, we don't know, it's, it's a surprise. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when, when will we know about her? her um, that's a good question. Her sexuality. Think, right, or, we're we're just gonna find out. that flavor in the meanwhile. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take a vote. Okay, okay, good. After like 10,000 pints are That's right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> challenge of some kind or like a like a poll who do you think she should be what is what is the flavor though of Aunt oh, it's so good that's okay. the thing like I've had so many people that they've tried that flavor like when it was at the shops even before grocery like yeah. I literally had the same text message from like six people and it says like Aunt Gladys you bitch you know because they're like it's so good that they're like mad about it really okay yeah. what is it yeah okay. so it's like a yellow cake batter in the ice cream but it's a gluten-free cake batter so oh. it's like, you, can you can still have this and then it's um, uh, like a rum raisin swirl and candied ginger. So it's almost like 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 this fruit cake, but the batter, like not not baked, an unbaked fruit cake in a way, or an unbaked panettone, or oh, whatever. Wow. Wrong. And it sounds like a, a in a way a crazy mix of things, but when you try it, you'll you'll know. I'll I'll send some over Could here. Could you please? It's so good. Okay, I want to try. Really I want to try that one. Yeah, it's addictive. Try. Yeah. So can you tell? Okay, then how did you like you know, kind of like kind of zigzaggy around here? So yeah. then you have these food trucks at the at the Coachella. Yeah. Um, then what happens? Then you come go viral. Yeah. And then how did you get yourself into Whole Foods? I think isn't that kind of like the the, the holy grail of 
I guess, of a consumer product, right? Everyone wants to be in it with that. Yeah, I think that definitely. It's yeah. like a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. I feel like that <laughs> yeah. is, you know? Like, yeah. people think you're, now people know you're a real, if you're the real deal. Yeah, it's true. Things, right? right, it legitimizes it you. It legitimizes you. Although right. people said at the time, well, why will they book the trucks if you're at Whole Foods? They could just go buy the product for their wedding. It just right. shows you that, again, the occasions and the usage, it's so different. Right. A truck is a very meaningful, special experience. Buying the sandwiches at Whole Foods is a very meaningful, special experience, but they're all very, they're, they're for like very different kind of set of circumstances. Absolutely. So they only grew our, our business off one another. But so basically like a few years into running the trucks, we we're like, we've got something that people love and it's scalable and, and, it, and it's, sorry, it's a, it's a, a sustainable business in terms right. of like the brand and people are, 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 there's demand, but how do we turn this into a more scalable um, you know, how much uh, were you selling so far before you got into Whole Foods? At that, at that point, I think it was about a million dollar business, which oh. we thought was so much. Yeah. We're like, we have, we have a few ice cream trucks. Right? Like, I couldn't exactly. believe it. Yeah. So where, by the way, so where was your second ice cream truck if it was after Coachella? So we had, we had the, um, the, the OG truck as we called right. it. And then we had a second truck in LA. Okay. And then we had also, um, open one in New York. Oh, okay. So you yeah. started one in New York. Okay. Yeah. So now you're on both coasts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was probably where we're getting, I think by the time New York was really running, probably getting closer to a, Two million or a couple million. Okay. Um, and then, but you know, we said like, okay, like the, we've got this brand. Like, how do we kind of take things to the next level? Okay. And so, one of those, um, you know, channels that we hadn't really explored, I think, because in the beginning it was just we just didn't understand the model was right. grocery. So I literally like wandered into my local Whole Foods one day. Like I just showed up, you know, like with the nice cream sandwich. Yeah, I think I was. I remember I wasn't even feeling that great, so I was like kind of out of it. And I just found the guy stocking the freezer aisle, and I said, "How do I become one of the brands that you're stocking?" And um, he connected me to, at the time, uh, it was called the Regional Forager, and she was the one who was sort of like the liaison okay. between, like, you know, upstart brands and Whole Foods, and and um, helping that process along. So right. it was really cool that Whole Foods had that position because that, that's part of what allowed. Um, a lot of emerging brands right. to make it to their shelves, and they, they took a real interest in it. And, and I think Whole Foods was very special for doing that. And um, she sat down with me and asked me about my vision and, um, you know, with what flavors we were going to do and the price. And I told her, you know, that I wanted to not compromise anything about the product for Whole Foods right. because I feel as a child of the 90s like oh, so many like fancy chefs brought things into grocery that were totally like bastardized yeah you know? it's true like they, they their version was like so dumbed down I, yeah. and I, I think Water our generation is too smart for that yeah. yeah and she said okay and you know I told her about the, the five flavors and she has since told me that like she she wanted to believe because she liked the idea, but like actually thought it was like not going to work out at all. Really? <laughs> Which just shows you that sometimes you just have to kind of power through that. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't think it was going to work. She was like, yeah, like $5 architecturally inspired ice cream sandwiches. Like, yeah, good luck with that. See, yeah. I'm surprised because yeah. I think Whole Foods is like the like the like the exact spot for it because yeah. everything there is very expensive. Yes. You know, and yeah, like, it's more high end. And it's super high end. And yeah. it's also like everything is like, I feel it's very artisanal yeah. and this and that. Yeah. I'm surprised that she would say that. Yeah, I think, well, the most expensive novelty besides us was at 349 oh. or 369 already considered quite expensive. We're going to yeah. come in at five bucks, you know? Wow. And the, there's so much brand awareness that has to happen for something to succeed at grocery. Right. But we had that with the trucks. But, you know, I think just... 
sometimes it's hard to imagine that that leap for people right um and not to say she was like like she made it happen she was an advocate for us but i think like she, the was, back of her mind, yeah. she was like but we'll she still that's this. interesting but she still let you guys come in yeah. and try it out yeah. even though in her it, even though she didn't think it would succeed yeah so what does that tell you i think it tells me that tells me <laughs> a lot i think that like if someone likes you they'll yeah. give a, they'll, they'll give you a shot that's true there's a personal connection it's and awesome. we did really have like she actually had some architecture back, like she had studied it, you know, and we had both. Um, oh, you, had connect, you, had, you had like a personal yeah, vibe with her. Yeah, we had a personal, yeah. we had some stuff like my um, mom's from the East Coast, so we had, uh, we used to go to Martha's Vineyard like with her family out there and Kimberly had spent, you know, it was like yeah. all these kind of funny coincidences, but it's true. I think there's like a more personal connection. Um, but I think also it's just like the whole thing was like you just, we just sort of did it and went for it. We didn't overthink like, how are we gonna do this or who do we have to call? It's just like kind of show up and right. you know, just just ask people really. Well, yeah, I just think it's very interesting because when you say that to me, like here she is, a woman who's supposed to like make sure that things sell in her store, right? Yeah. Versus maybe fail and flop. Of course. But she still takes it. Still takes a chance, like because I always talk about this. I think so much of success is relationships yeah uh, it, it really totally. is like to even get that shot to get that chance yeah so like i think honing someone's people skills and like learning how to connect with somebody is so crucial and critical totally you know to take your shit to the next level it's and true and it's true like why are people going to go the extra mile for you absolutely like, what is it about and and like yeah. being like kind and feeling like it's kind of also, and I, I'm, I'm glad that we have um, like the truck and the scoop shop side of the business is like this right. hospitality, but like right. everything in hospitality is about making someone else like joyful and happy. Right. So you just bring that into your business in general, like the, the culture of like serving and like doing something for someone exactly. else. Well, they're going to do, they're going to do it for you too one day. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. But you're obviously, I mean, it's that the relationship alone, she gave you that, if, if that woman, for whatever yeah. reason, you know, didn't have the same like <laughs> vacation spot or didn't have this or that. Yeah you'd be kind of screwed right yeah, now, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, where would you go? Like, so, like, so like they basically help build your, you know, yeah. your retail business, yeah. right? I guess, like, what she would She's a huge gatekeeper, like, totally. Right, yeah. because then if it's not, I mean, you tell me, I, this is your business, but not mine, but from what I, when I kind of know from the food world, like, if you don't get that holy grail with Whole Foods, what yeah. is your, like, I guess you have other places, you have Sprouts, you have Gelsen, yeah. but, like, I do feel like Whole Foods yeah. is, like, if you don't, get that people don't take you seriously a lot of times yeah it's it's i think it's um a really like especially in that generation of brands like was yeah. really the incubator um things are going to evolve you know like things are growing as in terms of their partner with amazon and you well, know however the next chapter is yeah but I think, um, but you weren't Whole Foods still it. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You still you weren't selling on Amazon back then. Not yeah. not back then. And it was just the trucks and yeah. then Whole Foods, right? Um, yeah, we had the trucks and uh, scoop shops, right. and then with like scoop shops, we kind of started at the same time as okay. going into grocery, like because we were like, let's kind of right. test both of these. But I still think because people you know worry a lot about that with Whole Foods, like the spirit and the culture is still a huge. It, it still is very very special. Yeah. And they did sort of make this next generation of brands and grocery stores possible. Yeah. Like they were like a huge huge um, pioneer in that way. So what happened? So they put you in, and obviously you blew yeah. blew it out of the water. What happened? Well, okay, not exactly. Okay. Like that, well, then but, you're here to but, tell but, me what yeah. happened. So we did. Um, we did well, like okay. totally we did well, but it was funny because, uh, so as I said, I do did all the design until very That's recently. Amazing. So like the packaging, um, my idea was like, the trucks are really how people know us, so right. we have to really reference that um, in the packaging at shelf. 
So what I wanted to do was like these chipboard boxes um, that look like the truck and then this um, and would also protect the sandwiches from breaking or whatever right um, but these boxes they were like really expensive so I couldn't make them like shiny and metallic like the trucks um, and they all had to be the same color scheme because we couldn't afford for all of them to be different yeah right. um, you know like right. look different from one another and then uh, I put the like flavor the only flavor differentiator then was the sticker that said what the flavor was and the only place for that to really live was on the top of the box which was also the only place that had the logo so basically, like, you see them on shelf, and it looked like um, this, like, matted gray line. Like, it was almost like Whole Foods' best-kept secret. Like, yeah, we're yeah. trying not to be discovered. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> exactly. Not good. No one to blame besides myself. You want to be on the down low with that yeah. screen. No one yeah. to yeah. know. Yeah, that's a scavenger. <laughs> like, you can find us. You're a true fan. Um, so, uh, yeah. So after a few months, I met with Kimberly again to check in, and she was like, so you've definitely got something like people are really looking for you at the grocery store. And like we had, you know, cause we had built this like from the buzz and from the trucks. But, um, but yeah, she's like, I think you could do better with the packaging, you know? Really? So you have to be, I, I think it was good to get minimum viable product out there, but yeah. you have to always be ready to change and embrace doing something new and do right. it quickly. So we ditched the box and we went to this like foil bag, which we could actually right. make shiny and pop. It was way less expensive. We could differentiate the flavors a lot more and our sales instantly, like not even kidding, like a thousand percent jump. Really? Yeah, like huge, huge change. So yeah. just from changing and tweaking the yeah. packaging. Yes. That's why I think a branding is so, it's so important. Yeah. That's like what makes a brand go from like, you know, a okay brand to like a great brand or a multi, multi-million dollar totally. brand, right? Yeah amazing so when you change that packaging so then what happened so then you yeah so then um then they were able to like add us in more stores yeah. this is how whole foods did it they started you really small right. with a three-store test and then that jumped to about um two dozen and then then you're ready for a distributor oh wow. and that's what really takes you to the next level is then you're getting into various warehouses and then they can fulfill stores you know potentially well in different regions and then all around the country right and it's funny because also the first woman cindy was her name <laughs> who let us into the first warehouse with Whole Foods distributor, which is called UNFI, she has also told me since then that she did not think that it would succeed. Seriously? Yeah, that Whole Foods told her that it did really well, so she should try it. But she was like, five dollar ice cream sandwiches. I don't. This is just you know bonkers. Wow. Like, what is this brand? And she's also been like, it proved me wrong. So you had all these people who really hated the product, basically, you know? but yet gave you a chance because yeah. you were you had like a likability and like you had something. Like you're having yeah. like a thing with them. Like a yeah. really, that's and the people who are not, like their job is not necessarily, maybe to some degree, but right. they're not the real, real risk takers. No, of, of course like, not. That's the entrepreneur, that's the creator. Yeah. So sometimes like you kind of know you're onto something big when people, it's like a combination of like people are really excited about your idea and then maybe there's some hesitation out there in the market. Like that could be a recipe for like, I'm about to do something amazing and really new and really big. So right, so then what was, is that your breakthrough moment basically when you got, you, you, what's it called? UNFI. UNFI? Or that definitely, it, then things really started to build. To build. Like, well, I was going to say maybe, maybe the Coachella thing because that was when people like, kind of. That, that was another one. There's yeah. like, mul I feel like there's Multiples. these different points. Yeah, right. like there's, there's, I don't think one single moment where you're like, oh, this is everything, but there's a couple major milestones. Like even, even like um, when we wanted to get our second truck, right? It, we just, it sounds like financially it was like what was such a small amount back then was like not possible for us right um and this um micro lender called opportunity fund they were able to give us this um loan that was like a, leveraging our other truck as our asset mm -hmm. in 30 days so we could get the second oh, and then the third truck yeah. 
if we hadn't found them, like we could have gotten stuck, you know? So that was like a really big catalyst also. So there's like all yeah. these moments that I think. I feel like t- with your story, a lot of it, a lot of it is like opportunity and timing. Yeah. Really worked well together. Yes. Like you hit it on so many levels, even like with your story as a woman, a millennial, this, you know what I mean? There's so many yeah. points <laughs> that like work for your advantage, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but it makes a yeah. difference. I yeah. think there's so many variables, right? That's true. And then because of course this podcast is habits and hustle, right? Like yeah. I need to talk about you personally, like your habits, your hustle. Yeah. We obviously know Love you're a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you yeah. like matcha tea with pea milk. <laughs> it helps with my hustle. Okay, good. So like, let's talk about it. What does your like day-to-day look like? Like give me a day in the life of, of you. Yeah. Um, well, what I like is no two days are exactly the same, which okay. is kind of nice. Like, and that is the normal um, in a way. You, yeah. And you, I think, come to like uh, enjoy that. Um, but the morning, yeah, I always start with matcha tea. What time and do you wake up in the morning? What time? What time? Uh, it's probably, well, if I work out, usually 6.30. Oh, do, you, I usually do like 7, out. 7.30 a.m. workouts. Okay, do you, have, yeah. do you have like a very strict morning routine or because you say everything's not really the same every day, yeah. it moves, but... The morning is kind of pretty set in terms of the matcha with the pimel. Yes, and I know. Chia. Can you tell me what this is? In there. Okay, start, break it down for me. I know, I, matcha and pimel. I want to know yeah. what this concoction yeah. is. Is yeah. it going to be a flavor, by All the way? stuff. Um, well, we do have oh, matcha mochi. It's mo matcha mochi pint. Okay. So it's matcha um, ice cream, which was great because like getting all the different matcha samples. Some of them like so fancy. I'm like, I'm just gonna yeah, exactly. try it there. You <laughs> know, like oh, they're like, oh, what happened to the sample? I don't know. Let's yeah. get another one. Yeah. I'm glad it's took it actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. she would be a matcha yeah, order. Exactly. Um, and uh, okay, so what's your matcha? So thing? that one's it's matcha in the base and then mochi. Like okay. little, like those like no that's for little. your morning routine or oh, that's the... a flavor oh okay, so that yeah. one's great that just launched this year so I'm for me the it. routine is the matcha and it's like like ceremonial grade and like um, culinary grade hybrid which I've spent like the last two years like getting the right mixture of the matchas wow um from matcha outlet if you want to try the most different ones there that's a really good place and uh, Mount, then the pea matcha, milk, outlet, matcha okay. outlet and then the pea milk is inspired me for the dairy free line which I know I've. Uh, that you've had, I yeah. think, um, because that's peas, brown rice, and cocoa butter. So I think that, that like this, this pea milk that I use in the matcha, it's really good. And that kind of gave me the idea. No oh. one's really using this as a base in ice cream, um, no. you know, in grocery. We could do something really different. Yeah. And it's really clean, and it um, delivers a lot more protein, like per you know unit of right. the, of the plant base than a lot of the other forms. Um, but anyway, I put like maca in there. It's like all, it's like a catch-all. It's like everything's in there. Oh, tell you know, me more. I want to seeds, lacuma. It's really good. So do you drink, does it give you, is it like your alternative to coffee? Or yeah, is it, no coffee. I haven't had coffee for a couple of years now. Really? So yeah. it gives you enough energy? And it, it gives you- me energy. And what I like about the, the tea energy is it's like, it totally picks you up, but it's also calming and uh-huh. kind of this like mind, mind expanding, mind opening feeling instead of, um, I don't have a huge problem with coffee, but like there can be agitation or there, right. it can make stress worse. And this is like a calm pick me up. Like what a great combination to have wow. the two at once. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try yeah, that. Try okay. it. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. And, um, then we do either, I do like this, um, yoga sculpt class or I love rise nation. The yoga sculpt is playlist. Oh um, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. You do the, yeah, you, you do rise nation though yeah. too. Rise nation's great. Okay. Um, that's a versa climber for folks exactly. who don't know. Which yeah. I didn't realize is the bronze. 
thing. Yeah, it, actually. It, it is? Yeah. Yeah, he, I believe, was the owner no. of Rise Nation. Rise, look, there's Rise Nations everywhere where he's, like, played basketball. There's well, Miami, I, there's Cleveland. I thought some guy named Jason was Rise Nation. Yeah, maybe there maybe some maybe investor. investor. Yeah. I think he's an yeah. maybe yeah, investor. Yeah, but it's, like, almost everywhere where he's played basketball. Probably. Kind of funny. Are you sure that he's, um, yeah, he probably is an investor. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have to fact check. Fact check I, everything he says, but... Um, <laughs> no, but I have Someone told me that. My employee who knows, like, sports facts told me that. Okay. Jared I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, and then, or we do spin. Um, we say we, you and Freya, right? The mostly we work out together. Yes. So even though I was going to say the co-founder yeah. who is also your wife, yes. right? But she's, she's not day-to-day anymore, she's right? Not. So when she says she or us together, yeah. that's who you're referring good, to. Good point. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. And we're very, we have that morning routine together. Okay. Uh, she, yes, I call her the, um, the first lady of Cool House. <laughs> she's not on the payroll, but she has my ear. She has influence. <laughs> Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, she's you should very make powerful. that a flavor too. Yeah, oh, that's actually a really good idea. That's yeah, actually really good I'm idea. full of them. <laughs> Put me on your payroll too. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. It. Um, so uh, and then we we come back. It's it's we're very lucky to have um, full time nanny. You know, mm-hmm. um, help with caring for our son Remy, who's two years old, right. who's very flexible. And when the day starts, so that we can go and work out, and then we come back, and then he's like up, and, right? You know, she's she's so there watching him. What time do you do your workout then? If you wake up seven thirty, I'd say. Okay. And he's usually not awake. He right. kind of sleeps, and he sleeps till like eight eight thirty. Oh, good. So then yeah. you come back. He's awake. He's awake, and then we have breakfast together. Okay. Um, and then what do you have for breakfast? Uh, we have uh, either like I love like sour yogurts, like Greek yogurts, Icelandic yogurts um, with like a nut butter. A lot of dairy in your life, huh? Like yeah, yeah. Match, actually, the ice yeah, cream. yeah. Do you actually eat the ice cream anymore? I, or well, I, sick I of it? constantly taste test it. Okay. I rarely have a whole serving because it's just like I guess not necessary. Even though that sounds strange, oh my, like it's not a thing that I like. Oh, I take a bite and I can't stop. It's like everything's like, you know, it's well, like, I'll, I would imagine you're sick of it probably because no, it's been like in your face never. and around you all the never time. Gets, it's incredible. I think cause we have so many different flavors yeah. of amazing products and new things in development. I'm never sick of it. So you still eat it. Like, Do you I'll ever, probably miss it when I go out of town, you know, for these next seven days, like then I start to like really crave it. Do, would you ever like, God forbid, eat anybody yeah. else's ice cream? Would you ever have like a, <laughs> a Hagen Dazs or oh, I'm like not a offended by it. I think you have Robins to always or... know what's out there. Right. So you do have to like do like yes. your market research. So always be know in the know. I will say I may not be the most fun person to eat ice cream <laughs> with anymore because I'm like, you know, taking apart like the overrun and is there an ice factor and what's the butter oh, fat sure. and it just sort of like demystifies all the excitement and imagination of ice cream. Of, market, of, of uh, ice cream but. I do always, you always have to just see what other people are doing. And, right. You know, I um, guess you have to, right? Yeah. It's part of the business, yeah. I guess. And, and know and, and, and clarify your point of view. Right. You know, know why, why is someone going to buy yours? Why is it special? Like right. that's so important always. You have to put yourself in the shoes of the customer. And you're constantly, I feel like, expanding on it. Like, yeah. like with these stories and these other things, like keeping all these like unique ideas kind of flowing yeah. all the time to keep your brand yeah. like kind of on the forefront, right? Like, yeah, in a way. definitely. Definitely. It feels like, um, I think there, it's like, you know, I want to, um, there's so much of that we, that we put out there and you, you want to make it like the best it can possibly be. So that's sort of like one set Mm -hmm. of tasks. And then it's this feeling like, I really feel like we are truly on a mission. Like, and I think you having a really strong sense of purpose, like when you're going to be an entrepreneur or, Mm -hmm. or, grow a business because it, it is like a, a hugely demanding thing like yeah you have to be as purposeful as possible like I kind of feel like you have to be like I was put on this planet to do this like you are carrying out right. a mission a mission like, yes like that, that and I think that's a great way to like like because then it's like oh my god we have to 
keep going. We have to do all these things because like this is our. It's almost like it's your responsibility. Right. We, we, I, <laughs> in a really no, funny way. No, it's true. We, I had a Tom Bilyeu. Do you know who he is on the podcast? Oh, so actually, he created Quest Nutrition. You oh, know, Quest of course. Diet, yeah. Right. And now he's doing this thing called Impact Theory. But he was saying something. I really, I, I, I like. I thought he was a hundred percent right. Yeah. Which was like, you have to be like obsessed yes. with what you are doing yes. and, and your mission yeah. to really become that successful. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if you're not. Things will wane and things, you know, it just doesn't, yeah. and, I, and I believe that. Like, you have to believe it's your mission. You're going to be obsessed yes. with it. And if you're lucky enough to get to a place where you're not, like, scrambling the day-to-day, but you actually have the time and the space to, like, really think on the vision right. and meditate on it, then, you know, like, our product development is a year or two out. Like, so then you're like, okay, we know what we want to do. We really are making it happen. Like, I, I, I just so badly want to deliver on these products that we're working on because yeah. I know, like, so deep in, like, in my you believe soul, in it yes. so much. Yes. So that I have another, away from that for a second, I want to talk to you about like you being like a working mom, having this really big growing business. Like, do you believe it's, can you have it all? Like, is it hard to balance it? Like, I know it's a question, everyone's like, work-life balance. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to ask that question without right. sounding like everyone other, other like asshole element on the block here. But like, I do believe that like, I don't believe, and this is me, and I'll, I'll say it first, and then you yeah. can kind of chime in since you yeah. are the guest of the, of, the, <laughs> of the podcast, but like, I don't think it's so easy to have both, yeah. and, I, and when people say, yeah, you can balance, yeah, it's work-life balance, yeah. what is your take with this whole thing? I think it depends on how you define having it all, okay. you know, I think if, if your definition of that is like having certain things that you want more of, like you, you may always want more of those, right. you know, right. but if, if your definition is maybe some core things, like for me, it's, um, a big thing for me is like being in, in control of my schedule and having the flexibility mm-hmm. that I want because, um, then it allows me to prioritize time right. more so the way I want to. It's never going to be perfect. Of course, you know, there's right. going to be things, oh, I, I have to go out of town for this or this day went long or whatever it may be. Or even today, like, like this podcast I just is going way too the long. House. <laughs> no, no, I love, no, love that. Like it was really, it, it everyone, it, it, it goes in the opposite way. Like I got a little late start to my day a little bit because Remy is like in, he kind of oscillates between me and Freya, like who mm. he's like clinging to a little more. And like right, right. now he's kind of was clinging to me and it was like really hard to leave. Really? Not in this like sad, like, oh, it was just like really fun. He was like, so just hugging into, and like, yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's like, obviously it goes the other way where you're like, oh, I got kind of late start. Cause, right. but I think, um, you know, if it's for me, it's like, having my family, you know, Freya, having, having someone like that be my partner who's, who I admire so much and who is my, is such an inspiration and my biggest advocate and critic, mm-hmm. and, you know, and like, and have, have that role. And then Remy, um, who is definitely an inspiration. Cause like you want to do, when you have kids, I feel like you want to do things for them too. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm going to build you the most badass ice cream. Empire, right, right, you know? right. And you're doing it. And <laughs> you're trying. Um, so those things are, are meaningful and like, um, yeah, do we want to like, you know, get, get a bigger house as we're trying to grow our family and like, you know, yeah, we're not going to be there on every goal. Um, we did buy a house in Palm Springs in Oh, October. you did? Super exciting. Oh, yeah. So that's been like an amazing, like, you know, but I, but I think, so you just have to like really consider like what are the things that you can kind of say that are core, core things that right. 
you are grateful for and then what are the things that are always going to be probably more work and, and you may never get to that like end, end point with them right see those maybe kind of in a slightly different way well yeah like I think yeah yeah I mean I, that makes sense but yeah. like, I feel like when you start when you're where you are now I don't know maybe now it's kind of calmed down but yeah. I don't think so you're still like the beginning you don't have balance you have no balance yeah, at all the first two years I don't know any pop songs that came out I always smelled like cookies and ice cream. Yeah, like you're probably like... And just that's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. But like, you're st I have to imagine, you know, your schedule more. Like, it's still probably like... A, you probably work still yeah. a ton. Like, yeah. there's still like the balance of work. Like, yeah. how many hours would you say that you're working still? Well... A day. So, I, I usually don't get into the office until almost... Um, 11 a lot of days but I am working before yeah that, obviously like you're still morning. doing stuff on yeah. your phone and whatever yes. else and then I try to leave at like 5 5 30 because Remy is so little that he's now he's going to bed a little bit later because he's being a party animal but like you know <laughs> they, you don't go to, they go to bed at 8 8 30 you want to yeah spend the time party animal <laughs> Woo, he's yeah. living at large yeah. <laughs> he's really clubbing is. and stuff and <laughs> he's a really good yeah. dancer yeah it's his Filipino side oh wow yeah, yeah, good take credit for that I'll do it much unfortunately <laughs> Maybe more the spirit of song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, lady, I, I hear that. All right, but so true. Um, but yeah, so like, to, and and when we're like, I really try to like be less on my phone then and less doing work. Like, wait till he goes to bed and then catch up maybe for an hour or two. So like a lot of times, yeah, I do a little work right before I go to bed. But sometimes. You stay off your phone though. Do you actually? Yeah. Could you actually do that? Yeah, I think okay. that one is like lucky. It's not. It's not hard for me to turn it off. Um, I do like really believe in my team, and now ten years in, it takes time. But mm -hmm. ten years in, I feel like I can trust them to, um, with the right systems in place, do what they need to do and be experts mm -hmm. in ways that I can learn from them. Right, those, right. those phenomenal things. So, like going out of town right now for seven days, I'm not like fretting that things are going to fall apart at all while I'm gone. Right. Well, I want to check here and there and just see what's going on because it's a really fun ice cream world, probably. Right. And also, <laughs> of course, it's also, yeah. you're, you're like, you're like slightly obsessed with it a yeah. little bit. And, it's also, and you yeah, should it's be. Fun. It's not life and death. Well, for some people, I've learned ice cream is life and death. It is. I was yeah. going to say for a lot of people, to be honest, it could <laughs> Mostly be. Mostly adults. Mostly adults. Yeah. Actually, my kids probably too, I've got to say. I get I have a lot of tantrums when I say no to ice cream. So I would say it's with everybody. Remy just goes and he holds the freezer door, like versus the fridge door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap or milk, and then it's just holding the freezer door and just waiting. That's so funny. Someone's going to open this and give me ice cream. Oh, that's so cute. No, we're not. No, I know exactly. <laughs> Do you give your kid ice cream every day? No, he's, um, not every day, but he's definitely becoming a, a well-versed expert. Um, uh, yeah, he's... Uh at ice cream at all flavors yeah and I guess one last thing so is there anything you do to kind of because you're obviously very productive you created this that you kind of to keep you on point like would besides drinking your matcha tea and the pea milk and, and do rise nation once in a while <laughs> is there anything else that you kind of like are like oh I have this is my and also your schedule you're yeah. a stickler for you want to have your own schedule yes I know that well okay I'll say even after the workout like um you know and, and breakfast and shower like I'm lucky that I live pretty close to my office about two and a half miles mm, okay. so um especially this time of year when it's so beautiful uh, I almost always walk or ride my bike and that time, first of all, like to be, um, to show up to the office, like literally energized mm -hmm. versus like in a car when you're like not moving and then all of a sudden you got to turn everything on. Right. That is like awesome meditative time. Like right. I love to just have that time. And, and especially if I'm walking, like I'll take calls or, you know, I, I use the time productively because it takes me like 40 minutes minimum. Right. Together. But it's just like really nice, like just be outside and like enjoy it. So like I love that. I'm, and not everyone can do that. I'm lucky. Right. Yeah. You know, 
courses. But yeah, if you can, I think, you know, try it like, or even public transportation, like try an alternate method of transportation. I think it does like put you in a very different state, which is nice. Um, Other routines, like I'm really, really into gardening. We have six veggie boxes at the house. Really? Love What's a veggie doing box? That. Uh, like the wood box where you just grow different crops. Oh, I know, see. Okay. Like, um, uh, and you can build them lots of different ways, but we grow, like right now, we have um, like kale and chard and lettuces and, and herbs and uh, um, cabbage. I'm kind of at war with the cabbage, but um, I just won't. <laughs> I picture that like an Eastern European lady. Like, oh, war with yeah. Like ant flies, like mean. I was going to yeah. say that's another yeah. character. You yeah, totally. you should have like a you should have like a whole farm of, of characters. You just like have like I don't know like a village like a new Disney. You should create like <laughs> totally. a Disney of this of ice cream. Totally, totally. That's a great idea. No, I'm serious. Good, good I'm telling you. Yeah, I've yeah. Got a few <laughs> ideas there, Natasha. <laughs> I hope you should because it's a safe, productive space where we can share ideas. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very creative space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's good. The garden. So I think. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to give us that maybe? Those are. And, and if you're in a, if you're in LA or in a warm climate or really a, a lot of different places, like growing a few things, it is like the most meditative. Like if you can, not everyone has the setup in right, their right. apartment, let's say, but like. But that box. Something though, about good. it. Yeah. You like, can do that with a. Can you do? Do you need a lot of space to have these? No, you can have a much smaller one, especially for herbs. Like oh, okay. you can totally, but. Watching something grow and then harvesting it and like using it for right. food or drink, there's something so satisfying about it. Like, really? It, it is, there's something spiritual about it. Like, I, I can't even explain. It sounds like the dullest thing, like watching something, but yeah. like really, yeah. but it works for you. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it could work for you too or yeah. someone else. Okay. <laughs> like and for that. kids to show kids that, like, Remy now picks strawberries. Yeah, that's true. Them and like right. for them to see, like, oh, it doesn't come from like a Driscoll's box. Right, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. From the yeah. fridge over there. And some right. of them are really ugly looking, and they're still delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that with my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Actually. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's good. I think unless you want to add anything to this this hour podcast, you know? <laughs> I love it. Plus, <laughs> this is just part one. I, I know it is only part one. We're doing a series with uh, yeah. with the and it, well, next Aunt Gladys hopefully will come on and yes. it's really you know like yes. a caricature of her. Just sit here and melt. Exactly. Um, no, yeah. I think it's it's great. I loved our conversation. No, well, thank. I really appreciate your listeners do as well. I well, listen. I really appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Where would people find you and Cool House? So everywhere you can find us lots of places. <laughs> yeah. We're at 7,500 uh, grocery stores wow. around the country. So everywhere from a Whole Foods to a Kroger, Safeway, Publix, um, uh, Amazon Fresh, right. and you know, um, I mean, Amazon Fresh and uh, well, Yummy um, Fresh Direct in New York. If you're looking for wow. you know, on demand, and then we're also in the Caribbean, the Middle East, and Asia um, as well. Um, so wow. a little bit international. Uh, but yeah, grocery stores everywhere, or if you're in LA um, or Dallas, we have scoop shops. And then if you're in LA, Dallas, uh, here we have two. Right. Um, Old Town Pasadena and Culver City. Dallas is at the Dallas Farmers Market. If you're in LA, Dallas, or New York, you can go to one of our trucks. It's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations yeah, you. on your success. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you. And congratulations with Anne Gladys. I'm going to be very. Uh, I'll be very excited to hear what happens with her. Yeah. Uh, we all are. Yeah, yeah, no, we all are exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank and I you. think that's that's about it, my dear. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I never know how to end these things. I'm like, okay, well, get out of here. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. 
I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.